number is. I've lost track with my million followers, and I have a very special guest today. Hi, Joe. <laughs> my mom. My mom is here in the studio, and so are her dogs. Well, her Not crazy. Yeah, somebody's some, somebody's random dogs that came off the street. We yeah. don't know where the hell they came from, but oh. they're they're running around here causing trouble, peeing on the carpet and stuff. So if you hear dogs bark. That's just the way it's going to roll today. So I'm super excited to have my mom in the studio for my very famous podcast. Yes. <laughs> I can tell already it's going to be a great show. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom didn't find out until, uh, what, yesterday that, you, that I had conned you into doing this. And I was telling mom that when I posted this on Facebook that I wanted to do a podcast with her, uh, scads and scads of people commented, uh, enthusiastic, support of the idea, definitely a great idea to have mom on the podcast. So thanks for doing this with me, mommy. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, this will be super. I hope I don't get put in jail for anything that I say. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we talked about rules and the rules are you can swear as much as you want, as I tell just about every guest. And yeah. Everybody? Well, I've only had a few guests and we've done some swearing, but that's okay. Yeah. But we have some cool I, things to talk about, I think. But I rarely swear. Rarely. She's rarely. a pillar. But when I do, it's very creative. <laughs> yeah. It's creative and memorable. Ah. Yes, it's an original. Like you're like a top quality yeah. swearer too. Like a trucker, lumberjack. Yeah. yeah, that kind. Kind of a cross between that and a sailor and a rigger and a yeah pipeliner. Yeah, yeah. That I'm one of those. Yeah, people. growing up in in Cromer cowboy country, you can't you can't go through life without swearing like a a trucker or a pipeliner. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you got two girls. Exactly. Yes. That are as dainty as fuck. And who learned those words early. <laughs> actually in grade one yeah running down the school halls shouting those famous words yeah yeah i probably learned it from you to tell you the truth really yeah probably oh, i can't remember saying anything like yeah. that well i do because mom started swearing when she started working at was it when you started working at the bank or when you yes. went to school oh it was the bank yeah, yeah. The, the girls at the bank were very pristine but they're very careful about yeah. their language yeah, yeah yeah so so that's when we started yeah that was that was a really good uh a good experience and we're gonna jump into that because one thing that I when I was thinking about uh wanting mom to come on the podcast is that uh probably we've got the entire municipality uh to cheer you know tuning in here oh, yeah. all of Sinclair Pipestone Cromer Reston yeah. tuning in for this this podcast and oh. and Oh, you're gonna be a legend mom they're probably gonna want you to run for premiere probably does oprah still have the show well she does stuff so she'll probably be in touch yes. yeah yeah okay oprah yeah Just call me and i'll give you my number call me yeah so so and i think the thing that i'm excited about this podcast is that i think mom has a little bit of a reputation i'm not sure of being kind of jokey and and yeah jokey you know, filthy sense of humor, very free spirit, fun loving, and all that stuff, which is all true, one hundred percent true. Yes, <laughs> I, I know she's blushing with all these compliments. Yeah, but uh, what I really want, and we talked about this just a few minutes ago, what I think I'd like to dive into is the fact that that over the years, one thing that has really impressed me is that you're so positive. And we've talked about this over numerous happy hours. We have our happy hour cocktail here, paralyzers, over numerous. Uh, happy hours we've talked about uh, mindset and our outlook on life 
and and um, just you know how to get through adversity with with the way we see the world. And what a lot of people don't know, I think, is a bit of your backstory. Yeah, which sounds especially exciting, doesn't it? Scandalous. That's why she's feeding me paralyzers. Yeah, so I can get all the dirt. She'll get her all liquored up and she'll tell me all the really crazy stories. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one thing before we kick off too much is that it's a special day here because it's dad's birthday. Yes. February 18th. And uh, dad would have been 85 years old. So happy birthday, dad. Happy birthday, Henry. Ha happy birthday, Henry. We still love you just as much as because we still think you're listening to us. Yeah, we really do. Like, I mean, I still can't believe that it's been almost a year since he left us uh, in the physical sense, but I still don't feel like he's really gone. And what I was thinking about the other night was, um, I hope he knows just how much he is still loved and talked about and remembered and all the lessons and everything are still very much with us. I know, and he was a great storyteller, too. He was, yeah. He would have been a good guy to have on a podcast. Yeah, yeah for sure. So it's a special day for us here to celebrate uh, Dad's birthday. And um, when Dad was in the personal care home, we I talked to him every week. And sometimes I would ask him different questions just to get kind of get the conversation going. And one thing that we often talked about was you, of course. And... Uh, that one year we made the birthday present for you and we got this sweater and we got the card and, and he talked about all the things that he loved about you. And the first thing that he said, and it often came up in conversation was how positive you are um, all through, all through life. You're always had such a great outlook on life. So that's kind of what I want the theme of our talk today. And I've been given strict instructions here to, for a bio, she's already given me instructions because she thinks she's famous now. But I'm supposed to read this because this uh, mom believes really captures captures who she is. This and is the book I just reading today. Yeah, you just picked this up. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Titanic book, and this captures mom. And and uh, so it says uh, he very rarely thought rationally before he spoke. His words just seemed to bypass his brain in some oddly inexplicable way and travel directly to his mouth where they tumbled. So warning, folks, we really have no idea what's going to come of this podcast uh, between mom and myself. It's anybody's guess what the hell is going to come out of our mouths and what we're going to say. And but we don't apologize for no, any of it. 100%. Do yeah. not apologize. Because no. this is the ordinary show, Joe show. And we are authentic authentic so you're gonna get the real deal here as we go through our paralyzers yeah yeah and talk about all great things right mm -hmm. and bad things too. yeah and bad things so with that with that let's dive into the nitty-gritty of isabel Sard. yes so a lot of people i think you know a lot of your friends growing up kind of knew probably knew a little bit about your life i don't really know how much they knew about your probably childhood probably not much yeah. So, um, how about I'll just jump in, and and then you can you can you can tell our millions of of people who are tuning in a little bit about your life. Is that life wasn't really a picnic for you growing up? You grew up in in the community of Woodnorth, which is just southwest of Verdon. And to put it plainly, uh, life wasn't easy. And um, your dad Lionel and your mom Edna had a pretty tough tough go, especially Edna. Because um, Lionel, to put it plainly, was abusive. He was abusive. He was a bit of a bastard. And um, 
like even Tracy and I were talking this afternoon is that there's probably a lot that went on that has never been talked about and maybe stuff that you don't even know oh, happened. I'm sure a lot of it because I was uh, quite young. Mm -hmm. My mother died when I was 18 simply because she could. It was the easiest way to get out of a marriage. Yeah, that's tough, eh? And she was only 15 when she got married, right? Yes. Yeah, she was 15 and he was 37. And, and, um, and abusive, like he had an alcohol problem. Well, I would an say problem. he had an attitude problem. He was very mean. And, and so, uh, you were the youngest of 10 children. Yes. And, and from, from what you've told me is that, you know, it was easiest just to stay away from him. You probably learned from your siblings too, just to stay the hell away. And uh, when dad came in the house, we all went in the bedroom. We never yeah. took part in anything other than to come for meals, just otherwise you'd starve yeah right yeah exactly and um um you you told me before we started the show that you never saw him physically beat Edna but she always had bruises yes. and so that there was definitely evidence there and definite injuries that crippled her like she she suffered for days and days after walking oh really yeah 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 she fell down the stairs into the cellar there was a door that lifted up that was uh, went to the cellar and they had been out partying and uh, when my mother came in the house she hadn't turned the lights on oh, she butter. just came in now we don't know whether dad pushed her down there or whether she just yeah fell down but it took her months because it really messed with her back yeah for sure yeah yeah so she took she took a lot of abuse and 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 it was a lot of hardship because it's not like you guys had much money either right like it was a pretty poor no. living in poverty this was a day when credit really meant something to you uh my mom never was allowed money and so any groceries that we had we got she would go to the woodnorth store and order or get whatever she needed and then at the end of the year after the harvest my dad would go and pay for the okay. groceries yeah sometimes he paid twice a year but generally once a year he paid for the groceries so yeah you know credit meant a lot at that time yeah and that was kind of a little bit of of goodness for you I remember you talking about how that was kind of the one good part of your day was that you could go to the store with your mom and she would buy you a coconut chocolate bar or something wouldn't she yeah we could have what we wanted yeah but the best part was jody was walking with her hand in hand yeah to the store that's super isn't it yeah. like what a good memory and you see uh, what what you've talked about so much is that uh that edna was had such a great spirit right Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah. She was a wonderful mother. Yeah, and and we've talked a lot about how mom has such a, a strong, strong level of positivity. And, and I, like, I mean, you've been, like, I mean, you face great adversity in your life. And yet, yeah, you've, you talk about how it was your mom, that your mom that got it. Because, and, yes. and, yeah. you know, what I love is that she talks, like, her famous saying was, if you don't like my gate, don't swing on it. And that was what she lived by. Yeah. Yeah. Because she knew that other people must have known what was going on in their house. Yeah. But it was never talked about 
Yeah, and this is coming out of day. Like, I mean, nowadays, if if you experience abuse at home or supposal abuse, or if you are living with an alcoholic, uh, there are supports, and it's more, it's becoming more more acceptable to talk about that stuff. But in that days, a, it wasn't acceptable to talk about it, and b, where the hell would she have gone if she wanted to leave? Well, who wanted ten kids? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and nobody. she was so young, and everybody was probably in financial straits, or a lot of people were. Yeah. And so, so she didn't have a lot of options. And so her option was to have this great spirit about her and to be yeah. a survivor. She was a survivor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what a, what a legend. And if you can think about it, to be married when you're 15 years old uh, to this bastard, uh, honestly, um, who, who makes your life hell and still raise these kids with a spirit of love and I don't know. She was kind of like a free spirit. She had this great sense about she her. Was. Yeah. yeah. And she passed that on to you. I think she passed it on to us. But one thing I want to mention too is that it isn't talked about today as much as it should be. Yeah. Uh, we There are some resources now, but sometimes the control yeah. over a spouse is so great. They're terrified to let on that anything is wrong with their marriage. You're right. You're right. And it's kind of like this business, like the social media, you know, like reality versus what you see on social media, that we have this tendency to want to make our lives look perfect when really shit is going on behind closed doors yeah. that that really needs to be talked about. And we need to have that that open dialogue where people can ask for support, not just women, but men too. Um and, and get people to a place of good mental health and safety. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You and have you, to have a place where you can feel safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's just so important. And and I think that um, you you are a survivor. And um, like Edna, like I never met her. She she passed away before I was born. Oh, she was passed. She passed yeah. away six months after yeah. we got married. Yeah, exactly. Which in itself was tough, right? Oh, very much. Yeah. So you raised us without having your, your mom around too. So, so, I mean, here, here's, here's a good cheers. Cheers to you, mom, because hell, like, I mean, you lost your mom when you're 18. You grew up with this son of a bitch in the house who was abusive and, and you still have this great spirit of, of life and, and caring and giving and, and, and this warrior attitude. And, you know, we've talked, we've laughed over the years, like, you've got this take no shit attitude too, right? Because I mean, if you, anybody knows mom, she ain't taking shit from anybody. And yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, that comes, what I think is beautiful is that as tough as things were in your life, you've turned that into something really positive too. Right. Yeah. And between my life and my kids, I learned one thing that you can be, and this is inspiring, should be for everybody. Yeah. The only person you can be is yourself. Yeah. So quit trying to fool people about who you are. Yeah. You are who you are and be happy with yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You are who you are. Because Jody taught me that too. Well, you taught me that. Grade 10 when you shaved your head. Oh, yeah. That was in university. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell them this story. <laughs> you say I can't? Oh, you can for sure. Ah, well, Jody was <laughs> had a little struggle going through school, you know, the oh, yeah. traditional being picked on, yeah, and whatever. Yeah, and she decided one day at school <laughs> that she was going to be herself. Yep, so she shaved her head. Yep, 
and faced all those kids at school with pride. That's right. That's right. I totally, you're, you're absolutely right. That was my day that I said, fuck you. I'm going to be exactly who I want. And I think it was, I went to a hair place in, in Reston and I had this picture of a checkerboard uh, hairdo uh, style. And this is before it was cool. Like this was like super weird. And, and I think it was Shelly Bernie. Is that her name? I don't even know where I she is know. now. I think her name was Shelly Bernie and she didn't say a word. She didn't question me at all. And she, uh, she cut this into my hair, but you know, and I think that's what mom has a reputation in, in rest and, and Cromer and Pipestone and literally everybody is not giving a shit what people think about you. Exactly. Yeah. And that there's such a level of respect there because, you know, as moms, as community people, as whatever, we're under this pressure to like fit this mold of like the upstanding, you know, yeah. you know, don't say shit if your mouth is full of a kind of person. Pretend you're religious. Yeah, you know, and then pretend you're something that you're not just to, to make people, you know, maybe respect you more. But what I have such great respect is that you are who you are and you don't give yeah. a shit. I call myself a WYSIWYG. A WYSIWYG. Yes. Yeah. What you see is what you got. 100%. Yes. Yes. And it works. It totally does, doesn't it? Totally it totally does. I don't have to pretend anything. Yeah, I love that. Except I'm pretending I don't swear today. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This And this is a fair game here. Yeah, totally. So... So I think that's, that's one thing you, would you say that that kind of attitude has carried you through your whole life? Oh, for sure. Because too often we see other families and we picture them as having perfect lives. And I found out that one of my friends did not have a perfect life. Yeah. Yeah. His, his life was just as bad as ours, but we never knew it on yeah. behind closed doors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we, we, we don't, none of our lives are perfect. Like everybody has shit going on and everybody, yeah. you know, everybody makes mistakes. And, and I think it's that, that imperfection that makes something really valuable. Yes. Yeah. That's what yeah. makes things really good is, is the imperfection not being, not being completely perfect. Oh, well, you know, except you. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty much there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and one thing that is really amazes me how generous one, my mother was. Mm -hmm. And so are you, Jody. You're so generous. I don't know where you learned it from. from I don't think I was like that. You, of course you guys were. And, you know, it's so funny because uh, uh, on the fa on Facebook, I was like, what should we ask mom or what should we talk about? And, and a few people commented like, oh, well, how, how, you know, talk about how amazing you are. And, and, you know, over the years, you know, since I've done my baton race and, and helped Leroy and all that stuff, some people will say, oh, you're so amazing. You're so amazing. But I really don't think that, that I'm amazing. I pretty much 99% horses ass most of the time. And I've made a ton of mistakes and done regretful things. But, but if I have any measure of success or goodness, it's from mom and dad, because you taught me to try shit. And that's one thing that I'd like to talk exactly. about next yeah. to, to try and, and don't be afraid to try, you know, because of failure, but just to, you know, go to your comfort zone and do creative and different things and to be yourself and, and dad and you both taught me about the spirit of giving. Oh, your dad was great at that. He was something else, eh? Oh, that, uh, yeah. Uh, Frank Gooden. Yeah. 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 That this was Jody's and your dad's project. <laughs> that was something else, you know, because, uh, you know, mom and dad have always been 
have been givers and you know from something as small as paying for everybody's coffee at the Cromer cafe to buying somebody's lunch uh, you know you guys would go to a restaurant in brandon and dad would spot somebody who looked like they were having a tough time and he'd go i just bought your lunch you know and 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 then that just carried on to to bigger things and so one afternoon dad phoned me and he had been listening to CKL, cklq yeah and he had heard this story about this uh i guess it maybe was the 75th anniversary of d-day i don't know it was it was a big ceremony over in, in normandy where all the vets from canada were to go over and have this big ceremony and celebration of the invasion of d-day and this gentleman from delarame and his name was frank you have a good I memory think, so. well, i think it was good and yeah so dad had heard about this guy who had been had fought that day and had been taken prisoner by the Germans and had spent, I don't know, six months or so in a German prisoner of war camp. And he lived in Deloraine and he didn't have the money to to get over there for the celebration. And uh, it didn't seem like Veterans Affairs or anybody was going to really give him the support he needed to get over there. And this guy was, you know, he was pretty old by then. Yeah, and it was. Uh, yeah. Um Métis or Inuit? Yeah. Inuit. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. So dad was like, how do we find this guy? And this is well before like the internet was really solid, you know, and, and he was like, how do we find this guy? I want to, I want to get him over there. So I dug, did some digging and we um, made some phone calls and I found this guy's son and I explained to him who we are and who dad was. And I said, we want to, we want to get you over there. And so dad, and I, and I chipped in what I could and Tracy did. And then we oh, yeah. put the word out and some of my, I think some of my former students chipped in money too. And we were able to make sure that he got over there to, to France for the celebrations, which was massive. And then you guys went and visited him too. After, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the great thing was nobody really knew about this veteran. Yeah. And so he was kind of left on his own. But in the end, because they knew that of the money that you and your dad had raised and Joe, Tracy. Yeah. And I think he went over with one, one of the members of Parliament. That's right. Yeah. They, yeah. They let him in on yeah. their plane and they he flew. Yeah. With them, which was so great. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's super cool. Like, I mean, and that's just the kind of guy that, that dad was. And you are just a, like, if you see somebody in need. You, you just step up and, and you do what you can to to help that person. Not for the accolades or the glory or the recognition. recognition. It's just because that's that's just that's what, what you, you do. Yeah, exactly. So here's the, here's the Henry. Cheers, Henry. Cheers, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get loaded here doing all these yeah. cheers here to everybody. Mm -hmm. But one thing that uh, I think has inspired probably many people in the community is mom is not afraid to try shit all the way from for years and years yeah yeah and and i'll get this started here I, uh we didn't have a hell of a lot of money growing up like farming was tough no, and you know didn't. we didn't have we were so happy that like it didn't matter money doesn't mean shit lots of times we we had a great childhood but uh, i remember standing at the the kitchen window one day after school and mom rolls in and she we had this little plymouth horizon white car and she she pulls in and there's these huge speakers they're like four feet or five feet long speakers attached to the top of her car. And I was what the hell is she doing? And here she had just decided that she was going to set up this music DJ business. <laughs> and you just marched in the house and you said, I'm setting up a DJ business. And that was that. And then you spent this next several months bugging everybody all over the community for their records and recording all their music and making this, 
and you had a thriving, thriving three DJ business, and you did really well. Well, it wasn't that good, but it was it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think you did really good. It was amazing. But I mean, you did all sorts of jobs. You did whatever it took, and you weren't afraid to try whatever it took to bring some money into the household. I like the guarding. Yes. Being yes. Police guard. Yeah, that was cool. And... Yeah, she was a guard. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, painted with Anne quite a bit. Yeah, we were the town painters. The town painters. We painted half the town of rest. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not the half. Yeah, you painted quite a bit, though. Yeah. And you developed your safety in the swine barn course. That's, now that is, was really something. Because yeah. uh, I had done some work for uh, crop insurance. Yeah. And uh, they put an ad in the paper. I, ACC put an ad in the paper that they wanted somebody to do some work for them so I thought that this ad was for teaching hail adjusting so I applied and lo and behold they phoned me and said would I come in for an interview so that's I, cool I went in thinking that I was going to teach a course on yeah hail adjusting <laughs> but that wasn't it at all they said no uh we know that uh you are involved a bit in safety and uh you were a teacher and all, you know, all the minimalistic jobs that I had. Yeah, you had a ton of experience. Yeah, in, in everything but, <laughs> but in pigs. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know a thing about a pig other than <laughs> people that sat at the table. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's up front. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry, Jody. Uh, we didn't have any of those. <laughs> but anyway, I got to write the first and... I don't know if it's the only. I don't know. A safety in the swine industry. Yeah, we'll have to see if it's still offered. For ACC. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and yeah, that, they use that uh, that program for quite a few. Yeah, years. that's super cool. It was yeah. super cool. Yeah. So just to take a risk, you know, and what a what a great lesson for us all. Uh, you don't have to be an expert, and it doesn't matter if you fail or or, or anything, but never be afraid just to try something. You know, and even the Cromer Stick Horse Rodeo. Ah, that was a treasure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So again, like, did Dad, were, no, you guys was, had been somewhere, hadn't you? Oh, your dad was a cowboy in and yeah. all the way through. Yeah. And he always uh, enjoyed the rodeos. So anyway, we talked about what a rodeo should be. Yeah. But we wanted this rodeo to be for children because... They always have functions and uh, uh, things to do for teenage children and older children. Yeah. Skating and hockey and and uh, uh, figure skating. But they have nothing for children, you know. Yeah, just the little tots. Just the little tots. Yeah. So we made this stick horse rodeo. Yeah. And we geared it around a real rodeo. Yeah. So we had uh roping so we bought lassoes yeah we had uh herding cattle cattle herding we didn't have cattle though so i made those wooden ducks yeah the little big flipper legs and you push these ducks and their feet would go like this and the kids loved them. oh yeah it was just a blast the chuck wagon races chuck wagon races yeah. and that was a treasure because in calgary in Calgary Stampede, they have the chuck wagon races, and the 
chuck wagons in Calgary, the tarps are sold ahead of time for their chuck wagons. Yeah, yeah. And whoever buys the tarp, their company logo goes on the tarp. So we uh, did that. And they, so the kids all had to get their little wagon and their little stick horse. And they had to make, turn their little wagon into a chuck wagon with a tarp. And we auctioned them yeah. off the tarps. And they got good and, money. And whatever the tarps sold for, the kids got the money. That was for them to spend on themselves. Yeah. Or they could put it in the bank for your schooling. Mm -hmm. So it's, some of the tarps sold up to as high as $400. Yeah, yeah. Those first and, years they yes. went bananas. <laughs> and they loved it. Oh, it was a hoot. And those kids were so excited to get that money. But the best part was I started in February to go around to the businesses in Verdon, Reston, and wherever and ask for donations. And I got a ton of yeah, donations. Yeah, tons. And we got money donations. So we went into Bev Duncan and I went into Brandon and we bought oodles of toys. Yeah. And then uh, on the race day, well, before the race day, we had the tarp auction. Yeah. And the kids really didn't understand. And I don't think even the parents understood what this auction was about. But anyway, we had the tarp auction and the the people around Cromer and Verdon and Elkhorn and Reston were so generous <laughs> at sponsoring these kids' tarps. So then on the uh, Stick Horse Rodeo Day, the children had to take their tarp and they had to paint the logo of whoever bought their tarp, which was a great experience. Mm -hmm. They all, it was just fun to watch all those children painting their tarps yeah it was yeah and then one year the rcmp where of course they led the parade yeah we had a parade around town all of they all went all the way around cromer yeah big big parade but it was oh the kids loved that yeah they, they had their own parade superstars for a day yeah but anyway before the parade that year we had the tarp auction and these RCMP members came along and said, are they selling those kids? <laughs> because the kids were standing beside their wagons and they were, okay, he'll give me 10, he'll give me 10, he'll give me 5 million, he'll give me 100 yeah. million. On it went and the kids would sell for $50 or $100 and the cops were just floored. <laughs> What are they doing selling those kids? Yeah. And somebody laughed and said, no, we're not selling their kids. Yeah. We're selling the tops. Yeah, somebody had been to a rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> but what community spirit over the years, eh? Because, like, I mean, on, on rodeo day, every single person from the community was there. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh, making the pancake breakfast and, you yeah. know, the lunch and the participating. was free. Yeah. The lunch was free for the children. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they had all the... Uh, uh, places to go where you had to practice your cowboy skills. Yeah. And uh, we have a few extras put in, like balloon, shooting the balloons. Yeah. And uh, roping and buck, uh, bull riding. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. And then at the end of the rodeo, the kids 
we put all the prizes out on a big table and i mean we had a huge lot of prizes yeah and every child got to go up and pick their own prize and they were so happy to be able to pick the prize that yeah they wanted. and they got to go up a few times and, oh yes and they were so proud and one little kid was walking i heard one little kid walking out to his car after he says boy i was sure good at that. <laughs> that's great and you know yeah kids could go to this function and take part in uh what was a sort of a competition but every child was a winner yeah everybody won that day yeah they all had fun oh piles and, and every like even the adults had a blast like oh, yeah, it was such a great day was free <laughs> i know yeah, yeah that's how you get them there free yeah food. free food <laughs> free breakfast <laughs> but what a pile of fun for 11 years yeah 11 yeah. years and that yeah. was just henry and isabel just dreaming up an idea you know not yeah, being able to the, afraid to try something yeah but the community had to pitch in huge community too. spirit yeah yeah if you haven't been to cromer yet you have to go to cromer you have to visit the store and get some pizza and a cinnamon bun and say hi to the owners. And then you need to go for coffee because it's literally the, you know, lots of great communities. Out, you know, Cromer, Rest and Pipestone, all the people out there are just go, here's cheers to all the here's people. Cheers, already on Cromer, my yeah, Thank cheers. You. Cromer, yeah. Rest and Pipestone, all the people. <laughs> They're all good places to live. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they are. They, yeah. they sure are. And um, so let's talk about dementia. And not in a bad way. No. No. Because you see, one thing that I think, you know, it's no secret uh, in the community of Rest and Cromer area, you know, that dad dad faced dementia in the last probably several years of his life. Yeah. But, um, you know, and a lot of people really shy away from that word because, fuck, it's scary. Like, I mean, I'm paranoid every single day that I'm getting dementia. Um, but, but I think we've learned a lot of really valuable lessons. Well, I've learned that I've had it for probably 10 years now yeah me too yeah what was your name again uh yeah mom mom (laughs) what are we doing again why is Um, this camera yeah yeah oh Oh, shit yeah no so i guess we shouldn't really laugh about it it's not a joking matter but it's not but we learned a lot we really did you know and 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 that's the thing is that that i uh i'm never afraid to talk about dad in the regards of dementia because uh, I think that one thing that we learned, and we've talked about this in the past, that right up until his very last day, he was still in there. Yes. Like you could still see that he was in there. Yeah. And I think people think that as soon as you get that Alzheimer's or dementia diagnosis, yeah, that you're, you're gone. You're that yeah, you're done and you're gone. You can't enjoy life. You can't contribute. And and I know for even the girls who took care of him in the home, like they had lots of Henry stories. Oh, and when he passed away, the staff were crying yeah they were so good to him they were they really were yeah but how do you how do you think that you really related to your dad when he was in the care home how did i relate to him yeah like even like at the very end or all the time all the time well it's because like i mean henry was never really gone and i think that what was so fascinating was that even though the conversations maybe changed uh, I think if you could open up yourself to be, to jump into his world, yes. you could experience this new world that was equally as, as wonderful and fascinating. Cause we had some really yes. great discussions. Oh, he did. Um, and he traveled a lot. He, yeah. You know, so just travel, just jumping into his world, you could still have a really great experience with him in his world of dementia. And he, it was still him. Oh, it was. Yeah. 
he loved to tell stories and he was very good at it. Yeah, yeah. And what amazed me was how articulate mm -hmm, he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he never lost his sense of humor. Never. And one of the gals, uh, when when we were in there that last week with him, of course, you get a chance to to get to know them. I got a chance because I never saw them in person very much. Yeah. So Tracy and I were in there 24-7 with dad, which was 100% an honor, I have to say. Um, but the one gal was telling me that one day they had to, of course, they have to rotate, rotate him to make sure he didn't get bed sores and put cream on his legs and stuff like that. And she said that one. And the other parts. Yeah, all the other parts. <laughs> Mom. Yeah. The man bits. The man bits. Yeah. So, uh, so, so anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, she said that he, they were flipping him over. And I guess the one day she had to, I think she had to give him an enema or something like that. And he says, and, and everybody in Manitoba knows the Henry's Henry boys, you know, like he kind of talks like this. And he says, you don't, she's giving him this enema and it's clearly awkward and uncomfortable. And he goes, you don't get paid enough to do this. <laughs> And she just burst out laughing because it was just pure Henry, <laughs> you know? So yeah, like, I mean, for, for anybody who is, uh, you know, coping with the diagnosis of a, of someone with dementia, you know, yeah, like it's the shits, like there's no question. No, it's the, literally. It is literally the shits, yeah. but you know, don't forget that your loved one is still, still in there and you can experience still a lot of magic and joy with that person. And they're getting such good care. Oh, you know, and we just have cheers to the Willow View. Cheers, cheers to, to all the Willow View. Cheers to and everybody. All the girls that yeah have to do the work, and that is yeah, hard. It is hard, hard work physically and mm -hmm. hard mentally. Yeah, can't say enough good things. Not just the staff at the Willow View, but you know, every personal care home, every hospital clinic. Yes. You know, like that is just such hard work, and the care that you know, uh, they're just super, super, super people. Yeah. You know, he was, and you know, like I, I, I know that he felt like he was very well taken care of. Oh yeah. 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 So he was a runner though. He was, he gave yes. them a run for their money too. I think. Well, not only that, they had to post this picture at the door so that he wouldn't get away on them. Nope, yeah. And didn't he, didn't he set off the fire extinguisher? Oh yes. <laughs> but, but they had an electrician there doing some work. Right. And, right. And Henry always liked to help out. Yeah. And so. This electrician, he thought this electrician needed help. <laughs> so he yarded the fire extinguisher look, uh, off the wall and threw it into the, his half ton. Now you have to understand that with people with dementia, sometimes they hallucinate. Yeah. And to him, he was helping the electrician. He was throwing stuff into his truck, which he didn't have in the Willow View. <laughs> but to him, he was pulling this, putting this stuff in the Willow View. And helping this transfer. And did he set it off? I thought yeah, he set it off. Accidentally it discharged. That takes know. a little bit of skill though to set that off. Like well, not if him. you not if you tinker around <laughs> enough. Yeah. yeah. He certainly kept the girls on the toes. He did, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't say enough good things about those those girls. I consider them all friends and family, that's for sure. But we did. We you know, and I think we learned the, the you know, going back to even even the adversity that we face early on in life, we learned the spirit of positivity and gratitude, right? Oh, for sure. Gratitude yeah. Because I knew I couldn't handle, I couldn't look after Henry the way they cared for him. Yeah. And you know, like, I mean, it wasn't easy to see him decline like that, but we, we always felt such gratitude for having him there and still being able to have conversations with him 
and he felt gratitude like even in his his final months he always said he felt really grateful for you know where he was and oh and he loved it i have to tell you jody i don't know if i ever told you this i went in there one day i think it was after he had his first bath Uh and apparently they have a great big bathtub in Mm -hmm. the the care home and he says boy did ever have a good bath that's awesome he said they washed every part of me <laughs> the even bits i didn't even know i had <laughs> see yeah like yeah gratitude man oh man yeah, yeah. if your ass feels happy and if you got clean balls then life yeah. is good yeah 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 when yeah. your backside is happy yeah the rest of you can be happy exactly and exactly. the girls took care of him all the business all the business yeah. Yeah. Taking care Thank of business. Thank you, Reston. Thank you, Reston. Thank you, everybody in Reston. Thank you, everybody in Reston. Yeah. Cromer, all yeah. you guys. Yeah. yeah cheers. Everybody that cared. Yeah. Yeah. And even the people <coughs> who didn't care, cheers yeah. to you guys, too. Yeah. Stop. yeah. Sex to be you. <laughs> yeah. So, parting words, Grandma, <laughs> Isabel, do you have any words of wisdom or advice for anybody um, before we go? Yes, I do. Uh, I think when you and Dean got married, one of the first days that we, I think we were out for lunch together. Uh-huh. And Dean says to me, he says, Isabel, what advice are you going to get give us for getting married? Do you remember that? No, no. And I told Dean, I said, don't tell either. Don't tell anybody lies. Don't tell your wife lies. Oh, okay. And don't let her tell you lies. Oh, good. That's because good advice. Because the truth in a marriage is awesome it's yes. worth its weight in gold because henry and i came through some, some rough times yeah for sure but everything was out in the open and we never lied to each other yeah and do you know what i really love about your marriage is that you guys were wildly different but you oh, really terribly different <laughs> i don't think anybody thought we'd survive it no but you know like i mean you really complimented each other and respected each other for kind of the differences i think yeah yeah. And I think sometimes that works better than people that are too much the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you have to go outside your box. That didn't sound very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know how you have to think outside your box. Get any better, yeah, did it? Yeah, we're just now where it's going right oh, into man. like going into the toilet. Yeah, box, box and boxes and yeah, that's what you get when you have a drink with Grandma yeah. Isabel. Is he never have your mother on the podcast. <laughs> She's sure to blow everything. Oh, I know. I'm not, not that either. Yeah, blowing and yeah. It's yeah, going downhill, Grandma. Life. We better end it. We're getting really wise here. Yeah. Anything yeah. else to share? Any other lessons before we go? No, like I said, I, you taught me and I think my mom taught me to just be yourself you can't be a better person than yourself yeah exactly don't would, lie don't tell lies don't tell lies be yourself positivity yeah be yeah. happy because the other is the shits it is the shits yeah. yeah yeah excellent live a good life live a good grandma you are awesome i love you to bits oh god I think I you're love awesome you too. yeah you're awesome mommy thank you Joe. yeah you're awesome too i got two awesome kids yeah we're very and blessed again very different girls like yeah both awesome <laughs> All both awesome, yeah. Both awesome. Here's awesome. to Tracy. Tracy Here's and to Dean. Tracy. Yeah. Oh, Luke. she's lovely. She's got a personality of her own. She's very much like Henry. 
she won't take any shit either. No, so don't try it. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, that's the Ordinary Joe show. Thanks for tuning in. Buy somebody a coffee and or a beer. Or a beer or a paralyzer. Yeah, or just invite them for coffee. Yeah. You know, people don't do that anymore. Yeah, we just that's gotta get sad. back to that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Love you. Love you. Thank you.